This is Bookmarked and Busy, part of the Geeky Waffle Network. Welcome to Bookmarked and Busy, the podcast where I, a fanfic reader, talk to some really cool people in the fanfic community, from writers to um, artists and anyone in between. I'm here to essentially be the nosy best friend to get all the details on your favorite authors and creators on AO3 and beyond. With that being said, this is an 18 plus podcast, so please check the show notes for any content warnings or trigger warnings. If we missed anything, feel free to reach out so we can add it in. Um, my name's Ren. If you're new, hello, hi. If you're returning, thanks for listening. Uh, and I'm here today with Sarah, who writes on AO3 under Narcissist Rose. There's an underscore between the two. Um, and I'm kind of really excited to talk to you because I've I, I've seen your big fic, your big boy fic that's on AO3, and I've been wanting to read it, but I'm waiting until it's done. <laughs> Um, and I have it ready to go <laughs> in nearly five chapters, but as much as I don't care about spoilers, I really kind of want to talk to you about that one. So we'll dive into that later. But anyway, hi, welcome. <laughs> hi. I should warn you, it, it might end up being more than five chapters. No. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't have any impulse control. <laughs> That's fine. At the time of recording, there's five. So who knows yes. how much it'll be later uh, when your episode comes up. But yeah. Um, I'm so, well, I mean, thanks for, for wanting to be a guest. Um, I'm always excited to talk to new people. Um, and like I just mentioned, your, your big boy fic is one that I've seen and I've just been like twiddling my fingers waiting. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so let's sort of just dive on in because um, I'm really anxious to get talking to you. So um, how did you get into fan fiction, both reading and writing? Um, well, reading it, it's I was the year was 2015 <laughs> and my friend had introduced me to this app called Wattpad. Mm. And I and so she talked to me about all these different stories that you could read. It was a lot of good girl, bad boy stuff on there for the original fiction. And I, I read that. And then at some point, I don't know how, but I knew about fan fiction. And I searched up, I ended up searching up Hunger Games. And I became obsessed with Hunger Games fan fiction on Wattpad. There was, it was, it was my thing. It was I loved it. And then morning AM PM, I was reading it. It was really bad. I was ignoring a lot of homework, but mm -hmm. and what else? Yeah. I read a lot of that and Percy Jackson as well. I was really into that at the time and a bit of Dan and Phil kind of embarrassingly. Cause I know well, RPF is a bit of a bit iffy, Yeah, but I was yeah. really into that. And then at some point I kind of just stopped. I think school got in the way. And then I, and then, you know, life kind of happened. And then I started getting into Raylo around 2017. Yeah, 2017. And I started reading Fic and it's been like that ever since. So what was your, um, what was your Raylo moment? I like to always ask people this. Like, at what point did you realize, like, oh, okay, like, this is a ship that I love that I want to get into and write about? <laughs> um, it Well, after The Last Jedi, because when I watched The Force Awakens, I was convinced that Rey and Kylo were cousins. I was just, like, okay. fully on board. Afterwards, I mean, after, yeah, hold on. I'm trying to get, I'm trying to remember it correctly. Yeah, after the after we watched The Force Awakens, me and my cousin played as Rey and Kylo like, playing out the forest scene when she beats him. Because <laughs> we were so convinced that they were both cousins and we didn't think it was weird at all. And looking back, it's kind of weird. But but after The Force... But no, That's... not Force Awakens. Um, after The Last Jedi, I watched and I was like, yeah, they're definitely not cousins. And... I went on to Tumblr because I kind of lurk on Tumblr a bit. Mm -hmm. I lurked on Tumblr a bit before the porn purge. Oh my and god. I saw a I lot it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just stopped. I'm like, screw this. Yeah. And the so I went on Tumblr and I was looking through the 
looking through the Star Wars tag to see what people were saying about the about the recent movie, and I saw a lot of Raylo, and I thought, hmm, what is this? This is interesting. So I looked at the tag, and I was going through, and I was reading like all this like deep analysis, all these gifts, all this art, little fix, and I thought, oh my god, this is amazing. And it was like Coke on on my brain. It's just <laughs> I I didn't stop. Like when people say things like alter the brain chemistry, I was, yeah, I was fifteen. That literally altered my brain chemistry. <laughs> wow, that's I didn't realize you were so young. So that's yeah. interesting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I mean that's like a formative, like that's like a formative year. So I can, oh my god, that's interesting. Oh um, yeah. <laughs> so like like you, I think I also thought they were related because of the I thought it was a a take on the Jaina Jason solo situation I thought they were going to be twins but like separated um but (laughs) so that didn't happen um and I was definitely like I love Kylo Ren but I thought it was going to be Finn and Finn and Rey because that just seemed like you know the logical sort of story trope at least I, in my I head as well yeah yeah at least in my head um and it didn't i wasn't a, a Raylo until um the last jedi so um <laughs> once once the throne room happened i was like ah <laughs> oh yeah i saw that i was like oh yeah this definitely is cousin behavior <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so i saw that you also write um Jill, Jillco, right? Yeah, that's Jill the Co. show. Okay, so I have seen that show, and it's it's a beautiful show. That show's just amazing. I know. Um, and I didn't ship Jillco until I think someone pointed out on Twitter. It might have been my friend Hannah because we were talking about it. Um, and she's like, "Yeah, no, Jillco." I was like, "Oh, actually, yeah, I see it." So, <laughs> um, for you, what's what is it about that ship that that draws you to them? Um, I think with, I mean, with the dynamic, because it is so, it is so fucked up. Right. Because, like, he raised her. and But there's just this weird tension with them in the show. And I think it's, I could only describe it as, like, watching a car crash. Mm. Like, you can't look away from it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of, for me at least, it feels kind of like that. Like, you have to keep go. you kind of have to keep going. Like, in that river scene when, like, he, you know, baptizes her. Like, yeah, they looked like they were about to kiss. Right. Yeah, it was. So you're kind. Of, so I think it's kind of you look at it, and you're like, I want more, but also, can I make it worse? <laughs> you know. <laughs> right. Um. I think it. I mean, like any ship, uh, it's got that dynamic that a lot of us really likes. Um, like that. I mean, obviously, age age gap. I think there's a quite oh, yeah. significant age gap between the two. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> you know like i I say this in quotes but like stepfather energy like a a daddy daughter's light situation um that's definitely leaning more towards the dark romance aspect of everything um but yeah no i i i definitely get it and i think it answers it, it, it like sort of pecks at that like part of your brain where you like you said where you're just like mm, <laughs> it's not great and i can't look away but i like this question mark <laughs> i know <laughs> like sometimes i've written when i've been writing my jilko fix i'll i'll be writing and i think oh my god am i a bad person for writing <laughs> no, this? no. <laughs> am i going to hell <laughs> i don't think so um you know that's that's what fiction is for it's for uh, us to sort of escape in our own way and and i don't know uh make oh, ca- yeah. our characters that we like do whatever we want it's like it's like oh, playing yeah. it's like playing barbies but like not really <laughs> just like now kiss like <laughs> just gotta mash the barbies just all gonna together. mash mash them together um <laughs> so what was your first Raylo Raylo story? We'll bounce back to that for a little bit. But what was your first Raylo story? And um, were you in the camp of writing Fix It Fix after? Um, I, see, I hated that movie so much. I forgot what it's called. 
Rise oh of Skywalker. <laughs> I had like a physical reaction to that as well. Because I was on some medication and I, I was having a bad reaction. And it was like yeah. getting slowly worse over a few days. And the day I saw it, my body just said, nope. And I was like in bed for a few days, sick. <laughs> After that, so I'll always have that memory of being ill with yeah. the movie as well. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, I know that quite a few people post the Rise of Skywalker um, wrote Fix It Fix. It's like sort of their first... Raylo, was that the same for you? Um, no, it wasn't actually. So okay. Quite, well, okay, I guess. I mean, it was canon verse, but very canon divergent. Because the first fic I wrote was a Sound of Music AU. Oh, okay. Because I was, because well, when I when I first made my account in the pandemic, well, I mean, it's still going on, but in March of twenty twenty. I just thought, I'm just going to write a fic. And I opened the document and I had like a line down. I can't remember what it was, but I had a line down and I thought, I can't do this. This is hard. And closed the, closed the document and said, I will just never write again. And then a few months later, I was, scroll- I was scrolling through AO3 and I thought, I want to read a sound of music at you. Okay. <laughs> and I thought, well, the fandom's big enough. I'm sure there's going to be several. And there weren't really. So I thought, well, if you want a job done, I guess. Do it yourself. So right. I hope so I planned it out. I, I opened up my notes app on my phone, which is quite embarrassing to think about. <laughs> but I opened up the notes app and I wrote up and I wrote the first chapter and I posted it and I just kept going and didn't stop. Mm-hmm. So it was a sound of music AU set in Canonverse because I didn't quite feel comfortable doing it in the actual, you know, historical world because you've got to make fake people nazis so you know right not quite comfortable doing that (laughs) so yeah that was a a little less of a you know sort of reconciling anything there okay interesting yeah like so i mean i've talked to some people that kind of just dove right into um au's or, or especially um like modern au's with with their fix but i know that a lot of people who wrote canon verse um either were like i don't want to do this again because there's so much that goes into canon verse writing like there's so much history there that you have to sort of research oh yeah um (laughs) or it was just like you know just it was just like a big undertaking but um i found that i i've mentioned this before but when i started reading canon verse early on i was so mad that like none of this happened in the movie that i was like i can't read canon verse anymore because you guys keep telling all these stories where i'm like why didn't this happen they're like why didn't this happen and i can't change anything i'll look at some of them i think this is such an obvious solution yeah this is such an obvious plot point why didn't the writers go down this road i don't know man (laughs) we oh gosh anyway (laughs) the rise of skywalker sucks (laughs) um and uh so another question that i i love to ask people is like um what are your favorite situations or tropes or you know a use of to put the characters that you like in um do you like a modern au that's more like on the office side even if you don't write it okay if you don't really like writing it um also i guess like reading do you have like a favorite of that but like yeah um oh god um I I started when I first started reading Raylo, I read a lot of canon, canon divergent, canon verse fix. So mm-hmm. I have a, that's got a very special sort of place for me. Mm-hmm. It's very special to me because it kind of got me on that road to now spending my evenings writing fan fiction in my room. Yeah. So it it's I'm very attached to canon verse, but I think when it comes to reading, it does end up being more modern AUs mm-hmm. like, because there's a lot more modern AUs. Yeah. But it does vary quite a lot. I do like, I really do like historical AUs. I was going to say, it looks like you write, you, t- you write a lot more historical AUs. Oh, based yeah. On I, I love writing that because this is going to sound so nerdy, but I just love the research. I just yeah. love, I love spending hours going through medieval parliamentary roles. That's so cool. I, I'm not even kidding. I did that like like a month or so ago <laughs> for a single reference I never even used. Ah, uh, well, like as someone who likes 
um, the Regency era. It's like my favorite in terms of like art and de- decor and even like books. Um, I can definitely understand. Like, I wouldn't say it's a nerdy thing. It's definitely like, a, I don't want to say even like a niche either, but like, I get it. I get, I get oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. I get it. So like, but I don't think I'd have the, uh, like, I'd like reading about it and learning about it, but I don't think I'd be able to go in depth with either to like write it so like congrats to you because because <laughs> i mean yeah that's i guess that sort of goes along the line of people who like wouldn't want to write canon verse because of all the research that you would have to go through to find like all the stuff that's related to star wars so you're you're doing the same thing you're just doing it with historical AUs, oh yeah which, i think with historical cool. AUs, i know where to look like i know where to that's look true. for the information so that's i know true. where to find it and how to find it but with, yeah with star wars you just have to go to wikipedia and just hope for the best and yeah exactly. i definitely know how to use that in terms of like finding something very specific because you've got to know like what the alternate words are for things and if they've got the same you know regular earth words as in star wars words like, is hot chocolate called, I don't know, cocoa beverage or whatever? <laughs> so you have to right. decode that as well. I remember the first time that I heard calf and refresher, and I was like, what is this? <laughs> I know. <laughs> you mean coffee and bathroom. Okay, yes, yeah, just, now I get it. You just need to say the words. Right. <laughs> um yeah no i think that's really cool um would you say that that's the um would you ever branch away from historical and write some i guess modern stuff that you like to read oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah i'm not i don't want to ever like limit myself to doing just one yeah like if i don't want to do just historical or just modern or just canonverse it's fun to just do whatever yeah. Because I think one of the unique things with fan fiction is that you can do just anything. True. Like, you don't have an editor. Wait. Uh, I can't speak. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't have, you know, you don't have an editor breathing down your neck going, well, you need to do this because, you know, X genre sale, you know, sells really well. So for this, you can kind of just have fun. So I can do a modern AU one shot where, I don't know, they all work in an office and then the next I can do a canon verse multi, you know, multi-chapter fic where it's, I don't know, Beauty and the Beast setting or okay, yeah. type story. So you can do anything with it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> to answer your question in a very long-winded way. Do you have like a, a wish list uh, or a... um? Like, do you jot down ideas for things that you want to write to be like, someday I'll get to this? Um, I I don't jot it down. I just keep it in my head, and if oh I gosh. manage, yeah. and I if I if the ideal manages to sustain itself, then I will. Okay. But if it if I end up forgetting about it, then I guess my logic is that well, it wasn't that important to begin with. Then it wasn't that okay. good an idea? Wow. Build. <laughs> it's a really terrible system. <laughs> it's really awful. Oh man. Okay. Well, I guess kind of diving more into your writing process then. Um do you how do you go about writing your fix when you come up with your ideas and decide on okay i'm going to proceed with like x for example like this historical idea that i have i want to proceed with this how do you go about you know writing it down do you research everything and go chapter by chapter do you write it all out and then you know well the way i do it is i'll have is I'll outline the main story, so I'll have all the big plot points down. Mm-hmm. So if there's a big twist, I'll I'll jot down that big twist and say, okay, everything's leading to this twist. Okay. So I'll remember through the chapters to foreshadow that and, you know, hint at it or whatever, and, you know, sort of to build the tension to that. So for all the big plot points, it's already settled from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And from there, for historically, you I'll... I mean, obviously, I'll have the story down first. That's that's the thing. I'll have, the story will be the first part, and then I'll research around it. So if it's a historic, so if it's um, I don't know if we're doing a 1920s AU, and I've got a story idea, I'll research do sort of do some preliminary research on the 1920s in the setting 
I want to see if certain plot points are even possible for the, for the time period. Mm-hmm. If there's certain things that just wouldn't have happened, or it might have happened, but it's like 50 years out of date, so it would kind of be weird to the people living there at the time. So, you know, X event wouldn't happen. So I'll do all that. And then once I've got the story and the base idea, then I just start writing. And then from there, I have, I do chapter by chapter. So I'll plan each chapter as I write it. Mm -hmm. So it's not really consistent. Well, no, it's not. That's not the right way to say it. It's, I wouldn't say it's like planned out. Like I have every chapter and every event in every chapter planned out. But I have the overarching story of what's going to happen and the big things that are going to happen. And then chapter, and I just go chapter by chapter. Mm-hmm. Okay. And are you, um, if you were to, how do I want to put this? Do you create like a backlog? So like, do you stock up on chapters and then release them? Or do you kind of write, release, write, release? Um, I generally do write, release, write, release, okay. but I'll have some scenes. Like, if there's a scene that I know is going to happen in the future, and I'm thinking about it and I really want to get it down, Mm -hmm. I have a separate document for that. So I'll just write the scene in advance so I can just cut and paste it when I get to the right chapter. Okay, that's interesting. Um, And are you, I guess, I always forget to ask this question all the time, but it is something that I do get very curious about. Like, whenever I see a fic where it's like, um, like beta, beta red or something or other, do you have people do that for yours because you dabble in the historical aspects or sort of like a second pair of eyes fact checking or what have you? No, No? it's really bad. I just do it on myself. I mean, that's not bad. <laughs> I just wondered, because, like, when you're dealing with something that's, like, historical, I, I was wondering, like, if there was someone that you would defer to to be like, hey, can you, like, just, you know, second pass and make sure everything's okay, that sort of thing. Well, well, sometimes mm-hmm. I'll ask, I'll sort of vaguely ask my, because the one I'm doing now, it's a sort of War of the Roses setting. Yeah. And my mom knows a little bit about that, so I might kind of subtly say "Ah, do you think x event could have happened you know during this period do you think it's possible that i don't know perkin warbeck might have gone and become friends with the king of france Mm. and you know we'll like talk about that but i won't give her the reason because right (laughs) so i'll like talk around it and then we'll discuss it and if if we both end up coming to a similar consensus, then I'll say, yeah, it's good. If she disagrees with me because it's history, then I'll say, well, she's wrong and I'm right. And then I'll just go from there. Okay. <laughs> That's just how history historians work. If like people fight about everything. Interesting. And sort of, I guess, not on the topic of your writing, but on the topic of um, like how you said that your family doesn't know that you write. How do you navigate around that? Do you just like <laughs> not say anything at all? Are there people in your life that do know, but like you, you know, they just haven't said uh, anything? <laughs> um, no, no one knows. No, okay, okay, interesting. No one knows because my fam, like my family, were a very big well. I'm an only child, but the rest of the extended family were all big and very close. So I know I would get bullied relentlessly, like lovingly, Aww, obviously, okay. but relentlessly. I'm like, I okay. don't want to do that. That's fair. So it's and not also, like I a... never want to read it, and I I don't want them reading any of any smut. Okay. I've written. Okay. <laughs> so it's not like because they wouldn't like approve per se. It's just that they would roast you. <laughs> They'll roast me and want to read it, and I I can't. Okay. I could never give. I could never give my mom smut that I've written. I could never do that. That's I'd, fair. I'd just lie down in the middle of the road. <laughs> I, I, I get it. Um, I remember, like, when I got older, I, I mean, this is sort of not even the same thing, but when I got older, I, I can't watch uh, things that have sex scenes with my mom. Uh, even now, I'm just like, this is weird. Because, like, like, you know, now you know that this is something that I enjoy. And I need you to not know this about me. <laughs> like, I haven't even told her about this podcast. So, like, because, like, I just don't. I don't need this conversation. But, um, so, like, I, I 100% get it. Do you not have any, like, close friends that know either? Oh, no. It is completely private. <laughs> okay. 
So your community is, is essentially just um, like it's your me. internet. It, me well, I mean, like internet. Me and internet. the dog. I'll, t- I'll talk to him about stuff. He's a very good listener. Um, but like, I mean, like Twitter in terms of like Raylo verse. I would oh, just say yeah. like your community is on. Yeah, so most of your community is online. Oh okay. yeah. That's I and I really love that. I'm glad that there's like a space for people to still have that connection, even if it can't be with like close family and friends. Um, because you know, I bet that would get very lonely to not have people oh, yeah. to talk to some stuff about sometimes, but um, also it's kind of fun to have a like a secret. Like it's not even a bad secret, it's just kind of right. Fun. Like you right. don't know this about me. That's yeah. <laughs> so if that's okay so hypothetically would you ever get something published and if so <laughs> how would you do that if you really doesn't know <laughs> um, i mean well i mean i feel like the roasting itself would like go down if they think i'm getting paid for it so you know <laughs> um, but if i mean if some you know publisher came up to me and said sarah we love your writing we want to publish you, I'll say, yes, absolutely. Right. And, you know, then obviously I tell my family and say, hey, I've actually been doing this. So I, so yeah, I tell them right. by that point because there's, there's no way I would ever publish a book and then just not tell anyone. <laughs> well, do you, do <laughs> like they know that you couldn't least, take it? <laughs> do they know that you at least write things or like, do you have, so like, I guess like if you say, hey, I, I write things. So that would, that would be under the impression that they, they, know or think that you write original fiction so like do they know that you write at all (laughs) um i'd say the only way is that a few i've done a couple of creative writing courses okay for college and that's about it so they know i write in the academic i did it for some easy a credits okay kind of thing but that's about it this is so interesting So like, I know like some people uh, like don't have family, but they at least they still have close friends. And you're just like completely like nobody knows. Nobody knows. Wow. <laughs> um. Okay. Well, <laughs> if a friend if a friend asked you, would you let them read it? <laughs> if they asked me, I mean, I think if they discovered it and said and said, I really want to read it. Can I read it? I'd say, yes, you can. But, like, don't tell my parents. Okay. <laughs> don't tell okay. my mom. Don't read it. All right. So it's just, okay. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. Um, so <clears throat> moving, let's kind of bounce over back to um, Joko for a second, because I would like to know some of the same uh, answers or like, have the same questions for them as well. Um, when you write the, uh, for that ship, what what um where are you drawing from? Do you write canon verse for them, or do you also write um AUs? I've only written canon verse for them. Okay, it's I think. I mean, this is mostly just me. I feel a little more comfortable writing that dynamic in the That's canon fair. verse. I think. I mean, I've I've read well, I've read modern AUs and sort of different AUs of it. I've read it, but I don't know if I. would personally i don't know if i'd be comfortable writing it i'm fine mm. reading it it's just personally for me i could i don't think i could write it mm-hmm. okay um and then so in that canon verse uh situation um are you writing them i guess maybe that would answer the question i guess i'm wondering like if there if it is a canon verse story are you writing them based off of how like canon or are you ca- sort of creating new dynamics or new situations but it's still canon verse if that makes it's, sense it's still in canon but okay. well i've got three one of them's on and on that i'm definitely not going to take off anytime soon mm-hmm. but the two that are public knowledge that are not anonymous they're both in the can sort of very comfortable comfortably in the canon story because the mm-hmm. first one i did with my first fic, when it was in Canonverse and it was after the baptism scene. So because we don't know what happens after that, you can kind of expand on it and kind of just kind of look at, well, he nearly kissed her. So what if he did actually kiss her? And what if it went a bit further? Mm-hmm. And then the other one that I have up is it's after, well, spoilers for Arcane, 
if you haven't already seen it. But it's after Silco dies and it's Jinx has sex with his ghost. So Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So it's kind of in the canon, but also a little bit absurd because she obviously has sex with his ghost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not the craziest thing to happen in fan fiction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's so much ghost porn fics oh, out yeah. there. <laughs> I mean, they all for I don't know how people keep coming up with different ways to make it happen, but they do. Yeah, um, and it's it's I like to read it. <laughs> um, well, that's cool. I I so I'm very comfortable in my Raylo space. I've never really ventured out reading other ships. I think I tried reading um, from one of my favorite book series, The Raven Cycle, because I was like, I miss them and I want to see what people are writing about them, but that's about it. Um, but Joko's one of the ones that I have on my list of like, I want to get to these ships. I just kind of have to find the right place to start because I know like, um, I mean, I don't think it probably has as many as like a Germione or um, uh, what's the Shadow and Bone one that everyone likes? Darkly, Darkly, Darklina, yeah. yeah. Um, those are also on my list as well as, um, uh, hell cheer because I'm very curious about all, all of those ships. Uh, but yeah, I, that's one of the ones where I think I might have to also take a peek at just to see what people are writing because, um, the arcane universe is already so rich and like, there's, there's so much that you can pull from, from that, that I think that I would be comfortable reading Canonverse with them because it's just, it's it's a beautiful um, universe that I've gotten to watch on, you know, on the show and everything. So um, I'm, re- I'm really excited about that um, to dive more into that. I'll have to read yours. Cause now you said ghost sex and I'm like, ah, <laughs> that sounds like something that I might enjoy. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I had, I had another question and it totally left my brain. Um, it was, Oh, oh, god damn it. <laughs> I had it and it's gone. Was it about a Raylo? Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, it, I, I lost it. I should have freaking wrote it down. Um, <laughs> so then um, let's talk about... Oh, no. Ha, no. Yes, I did. I figured it out. Um Another thing that I like to ask people is um, how often, if at all, do you pull from your real life experiences and put them into into stories? Because I find that like in talking to a lot of the authors on the pod, um, sometimes it's like, oh, yeah, like a lot of these things actually happened to me. And some of my form of um, recovery is not the word I'm looking for, but like, you know, to move on from it i just put it in my writing and it sort of helped um do you find yourself doing that at all all the time okay all the time i mean not necessarily not necessarily like events in my life that Mm -hmm. have happened i i don't i don't really like putting stuff that's actually happened to me on paper but sort of events or, or not events sorry that's the word sort of experiences I guess so after after my grandma died I and it's the after my grandma died I and I wrote Han's funeral Mm. in one of the other in one of my fix I don't think that's a spoiler for anything really but when I wrote Han's funeral from Ben's perspective I got a lot of the feelings I had watching my own grandma's funeral onto there because I could, I could kind of channel it better, or not channel it, but I could rationalize it a lot better, and you know I could make another character feel my grief. I didn't have to feel it; someone else could. Mm. Okay. Um, I think that that's, and I, I always say this every time, <laughs> but um, it always makes me um. Not that I don't appreciate any story, but whenever I get to sort of have these conversations and learn about like, oh yeah, like, you know, you guys are are making, I guess, I don't want to say it makes the story feel more relatable, but it sort of does, I guess. I don't, I guess I won't sugarcoat it, but um, it's nice to know that like, you know, 
these stories that you guys are putting out are um i guess it means something to like us, like well yeah yeah because like for me if i'm reading something and it's like oh i've gone through this as well and i'm reading how you guys are coming up with um I would, I, the word resolution is not the word I'm looking for, but like how you guys are, are helping these characters work through the same issue. And it's like, oh, okay, well, maybe I didn't experience it that way, but that could have been a possibility. But like, it, it's good to know that it's all coming from experience where it's like, yeah, I guess that's kind of what I'm trying to say. <laughs> where it, yeah. it, it just makes me feel, it makes me personally, this is just all a personal a personal thing of mine it just makes me feel a little bit better because it's like you know not saying that all stories have to contain truths to them because you know that we wouldn't have any of the stories that we have i'm sure but oh yeah but it always adds like a little sprinkle of like something extra for me where it's like ah okay it, it helps me relate a lot more to the author and then makes me feel like i'm um like I've I've gotten to know them just a little bit more. So like finding finding it out through the podcast. I mean talking to you guys in general in the podcast makes me feel that way, but um that's just sort of like an extra like a, a bonus, I suppose. But um so when you are um writing these stories, um and say they are, you know, from experiences that you've gone through or have any of them been i guess healing it might be the word that i'm looking for have any of them been like super healing for you oh my god yes oh my god yeah cathartic if you will <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah with i mean with the war of bride queen my big one that i mean that one has carried me for like a year and a bit so mm -hmm. it's it's really been a big part of my life and you know like i said i lost my grandma and then uh, not long afterwards well about nine months later, my grandpa died. So I oh, lost, wow. you know, two grandparents mm -hmm. writing it. So I, th and I think with it, I was able to process a lot of my feelings because also with that one in particular, grief is a very big part of it. Mm -hmm. I think that's probably maybe psychoanalyzing myself a bit too much, but I was kind of preemptively grieving right. when I first started it. So I think because grief is such a big part of the story that I was able to channel a lot of it into that so i could really cope with it a lot better than i think i would have if i didn't have an outlet mm -hmm. okay well i mean i am sorry that that happened to you obviously like death isn't easy it's not something that even i've uh accepted is a thing that happens yet uh <laughs> and i'm in my 30s and i'm like uh no it's fine i'll just live forever it's okay um <laughs> so uh but i but uh, on the flip side of that i'm glad that you had writing as an outlet for you i'm glad that everyone has you know that i've talked to has writing as an outlet because it's like you know you get to write it all out and share it and hope that it's well received and i like to think that for the most part all the people i've talked to have been well well received within the fit community so <laughs> um yeah uh, well let's kind of talk about your big hefty fic because that's one of the one of the things that i wanted to touch on so um, as you mentioned, you said it's been going on for a, a year, correct? Um, I, yeah, a year and a bit. I, I'm getting okay. on to two years now for it. Wow. It's been going two years. So, yeah. And how did this one come about? Since you said it's War of the Roses, was this one that you um, decided, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to do it? <laughs> well, it's, okay, the inspiration for it, there's like two different, there's like two different paths. The first one is in school, we were learning about the Tudors mm. and the early Tudors, especially Henry VII. That was really interesting because there really isn't much about him, even though he's a fairly interesting figure. And mm -hmm. I thought, you know, and I kind of thought, oh, well, it's a shame there isn't much about him. And, you know, I read some Philippa Gregory and, you know, watched the shows about that. And I have my historical opinions on that and its accuracy, which I won't go into. Mm hmm. But so, yeah, I was a little dis dissatisfied with it on the grounds of historical accuracy and because history and historical accuracy affect the show as well. But yes, ignore avoiding the rant. So there was that branch to it. And then Queen of Carrot Flowers. Yeah, that's her name on on Twitter. 
Mm-hmm. She just put out a thing saying, does anyone know anything about medieval executions? And I thought, I watched Horrible Histories as a kid. I have a very weird knowledge on that. So I said, yes, I do. And we started talking and I kind of started thinking, like, would I be able to do, you know, a medieval Raylo AU? And I started thinking and I was, and, you know, my mind kind of was churning a bit. And I thought, well, what about Henry VII and Elizabeth of York? Mm-hmm. Because they are actually one of the few, the few couples in history that I am very confident in saying we're actually in love. Okay. Like, very, very confident. And they were Henry VII's parents, and they were very happy. Surprising. No, Henry VIII's parents. Sorry. And very happy, which is surprising, because their son had six wives. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I thought, well, that, that would be interesting to talk about, because they do come from two... They come from opposite sides of a war. Their marriage was to, supposed to bring them together. And, of course, there's a lot of ups and downs in the history, but they were overall very happy so i got thinking about that and how i could do it and from there the idea kind of bloomed and the rest is history <laughs> and you're uh, 30 35 chapters in yeah. as of now yes with a with a question mark uh, yes. I, <laughs> have the, I, I put the, i have the 40 there very tentatively out of 40 okay very tentatively <laughs> there's still a lot of plot points that aren't resolved oh my so gosh this might be, oh my god <laughs> i will die writing this story <laughs> you know but let me tell you and like fingers crossed i mean in in the history of as long as i've been on ao3 it seems like people who write these really long historically sort of fix tend to get picked up to be published i feel like that's a trend <laughs> so like it's like maybe <laughs> all when you're done someone will be like you know what <laughs> this is the next one <laughs> maybe i don't know i feel like mine is just too grounded in history for that to happen like i'd have to like put in like a fantasy setting for half the plot to even work mm, i mean historical AEs are still pretty popular though um oh, yeah. especially within I mean, I, I would say more. Mm, I would say more so right now, at least that I'm noticing it's with adult adult historical fiction. But yeah, I guess if you're trying to hit that YA uh, demographic, it would sort oh, of no. have to. This be, wouldn't be YA. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> if that's what they, they they tell you it should be, then yeah, I guess you would have to fantasy up a bit because that's sort of what's popular right now, anyways. Oh, yeah. Fantasy, but I mean. Outlander exists. Like there's <laughs> historical AUs <laughs> that are chunky books that adults love. So I think, oh, I, yeah. you know, I think it could work. Um, like I said, I'm I've been waiting for it to be done because it pops up every time you update, and I'm like, not yet. It's not done yet. I can't. I can't read it right now. <laughs> so <laughs> once once it's done, I will read it, and I'll most likely binge it because I I really love historical AUs. I'm finding um, this is only a recent uh, revelation for me. So. Um, I've been trying to read as many as I could as I can find. Um, oh yeah, I'll just warn you. There is a lot of history in there. I mean, that's There's fine. <laughs> that's fine. That I think that's really interesting because I, I mean, I, I forgot who it was that I spoke to, and I do apologize, but um, that I, I was talking to someone on the pod who, like, whenever she wrote was writing a fic, she went and like actually did the things for research, and like. I I remember one of the things that she said was like, yeah, like I wanted to see how a trial would go. So I went and sat at like a trial and like I like boxing or something. She took like boxing. I'm like, you guys do so much for the cause. So like, I think that if it's full of history, then it just shows that you did your work. Like you did the the research. And I think that's really cool. And they're very passionate about it. And like, obviously as someone who, like I said, I love historical, I love history. I love Regency era. I love, you know, all that stuff. I think, I think I'll be fine. Um, so with with this with this guy the the war bride queen um how how are you writing this are you taking your approach of what you were talking about earlier of writing chapter by chapter and then like if you come up with an idea then you sort of jot it down or um because i mean like if this has so much history in it 
um, how are you keeping track of that and and compiling this the chapters for the for the story? Well, I've I've got a bit of an advantage because I do have because it is based based. I want to say loose, yeah, loosely on actual historical events. So I do have okay. that as a crutch for the plot. So I don't have to. So if I ever get so. I don't ever think, oh God, but how am I going to get to X point? Because then I can just crack mm. open a history book or go onto Wikipedia and say, okay, this is what they did. And I okay. can go on from there. So I do have that as like a bit of a crutch for me. Mm-hmm. But I do still work the same way by going chapter by chapter with the rest of it. Okay. So certain scenes, you know, certain scenes, I'll, some of them I have pre written. There was one scene I had with yeah with pride and kennedy that is that i pre-wrote the whole thing because i was bored in the middle of an online of a zoom lecture because I spent the first year <laughs> of university online which is not fun at all and i thought i'm bored of this i'll just write this scene mm-hmm. and it works really well it was really good and it's definitely one of my favorite scenes i've ever written so I do pre-write a bit, but okay. then I'll also I'll use the history to fall back on. Okay, yeah, I guess that is a nice advantage to have, you know, like you were saying, you could just kind of open a book and be like, okay, <laughs> I'm going to add Here's this in. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, oh, man. Okay, well, now I'm like, I was excited to read it before, but now I'm just like, okay, I can't wait to see all the work you put into it. <laughs> and I mean, it seems like... Um, Oh my god, 157,000? Go you. <laughs> I don't know how I did that. I don't know how any of that happened. Sometimes it just it's in you and you just got to get it down on paper. I know. <laughs> um is this so would you say that this is your favorite um story that you've written so far? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. And I had to do I had to reread it cuz I got to sort of a plot point and I realized I need to make sure everything's going smoothly that I haven't mm-hmm. like lost any plot threads because mm-hmm. it was sort of getting to that plot point and it wasn't horrible reading it like I wasn't cringing because yeah. usually if I read something back that I've written I cringe and I didn't cringe too much I, I cringe a lot but not as much <laughs> as I expected so that's a good sign I guess yeah and um, w- would you say that this is not even related to this at all. I was just curious, but um, because you're writing this this big fic right now, do you like to um, sort of take breaks intermittently to write like more one shots? Do you participate in Twitter fics or or any of those prompts that pop up on Twitter just to sort of like give yourself a break from this from that fic? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I've, okay. A lot of my a lot of all my Joko fics were mm-hmm. part of the sort of I need to I need to turn my attention away so I can okay. get the energy back and my my hell cheer fic my ABO one shot those were all sort of I need a little break I'll do mm-hmm. that and then come back so yeah I don't do twitter fix because I just I can't think of it because I'll I'll end up just getting too deep into it I'm like no right if at least because I'll know I'll start I'll start it and I'll just not finish it. Mm. But at least if I have like a one shot open on a Google Doc, if I leave it, I'm the only one I'm disappointing. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. Um, speaking of your um, ABO one shot, that's the one that I really remember reading from yours, um, from your work. And that's, um, like I said, there was once upon a time I discovered what ABO was and then <laughs> went on this whole. Uh, just rabbit hole of sorts sort of diving into that and um yours came up and i do remember reading that one i was like "Mm -hmm, yeah like it's it's like one of those things where like when you read it you kind of understand (laughs) oh yeah because like i mean i i dove into avio i think like I want to say I started earlier this year. And so now every single one that comes up, like I have to read it. Cause I'm just like, I, it always amazes me how you guys have the same, obviously like with ABO, there's that set of rules that usually has to come with it. You know, you have your standard, you know, guidelines, but 
you guys always sort of mix it up and then it's never the same story twice and i'm just fascinated because it's like everyone's writing with the same guidelines of like alpha does xyz omega does xyz there's nodding there's you know all these things but the way that you guys put them together is always so different and it's so cool even ones where it's like like ray's thinks she's a whole a beta her whole life even like down to that where it's like how she actually presents or like how it's it's how they discover it it's yeah it's fascinating to me and so i thought the story was really cool because um i don't think at the time i've read a student teacher abo where this was the plot where it was like um you know she was a beta she she goes in heat in the classroom situation i could be wrong but um yeah so i guess i kind of want to talk about that for a second how did that come up for you like where did this story come from was it one that you had was it a prompt that you decided to follow through with did you want to write abo for the first time (laughs) well i kind of actually well again there's always like multiple strands with my ideas but Uh i'd wanted to write i wanted to write a teacher student thing for a while Mm. but i i I kind of started things, but I never really finished it. And then I, I was actually listening, listening to the podcast. Mm-hmm. And I think it was, I think you were talking to Lala and you were talking okay. about how much you love ABO. And I thought I should do that. I should try that. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I just thought, why don't I, you know, do student teacher at ABO. And I looked at some student teacher ones on AO3 just to sort of look at what had already been done. So I didn't, accidentally mm-hmm. plagiarize anything there and i looked and i thought well this doesn't have the exact thing that i want to read so i'll just write the one that i want and yeah that's kind of how it happened that's so cool um yeah like i said it's it's always different and so i mean congrats because yeah i don't think i've read anything like yours until i read yours um recently when it when it came out but and by recently, I mean September. Like it's, oh, yeah. we're, we're in November. Yeah, I wanted to now, get it done for back to school. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I had the idea of the summer. I, I should make sure this is done by by September. You know, back to school. That's okay. And um, did you have any issues with writing this? Like, what did you come across any? um struggles or was it just easy because you know i mean like i said abo's got the set of rules it's kind of hard to mess that up honestly oh yeah i mean i think it was a little bit hard because i'm it was my first time writing abo Mm -hmm. so it was definitely sort of getting used to the genre and getting used to the rules but then and you know how people talk to each other how they'll call each other alpha or beta or omega right so getting kind of used to that and trying to make it feel natural but after once once i got used to it and you know once i made sure that i kind of reinforced because in my first in the first draft it didn't feel very abo so i had to go back and and fix that up a bit mm-hmm. but then once i got used to that it was all good okay well i mean yeah if that was your first one which um I assumed it was because I remember I don't I think when I was scrolling through your um Rayla specific ones I didn't see anything else well I mean you did a really good job so again congrats (laughs) yeah of course um all right so let's kind of move on to the notes section where we just sort of start wrapping up the pod but this is kind of like an open floor for you to like talk about anything you want if we maybe glazed over something you want to go back to if you want if you want to bring up a topic feel free um i remember you said you had some people you want to shout out so i'll make sure to leave room for that for you (laughs) um (laughs) yes i have a list of seven different amazing i have i have cut that down i'm i'm cutting out the two like big ones that a lot of people have already talked about okay no offense to the authors it's just because you know a lot of big fix yeah to get talked about a lot so i want to I made when I was making the list. I made sure to go through and find a lot of smaller authors. Okay. To do that, so cool. So yeah. Um. Well, if you don't have anything that you want to bring up to talk about, you can. We can just go ahead and um give those shout outs if you want. It's up yes. to you. Oh god, I know I'll think of something tomorrow. Like <laughs> the moment this is closed, I'll think, oh, I should have brought that up. So. 
Yeah, I honestly can't think of anything. I'm sorry. It's okay. Yeah, let's go ahead. Let's do the creator shout out first, and then we'll go on to the the last thing. Okay. So I ha- I have quite a few. Um, I think the first one, um, the Brat and the Monster by the Tenderest. That was an amazing fic. I don't think I've I read heard of that one. Pardon? I don't think I've heard of that one. Oh, oh my god, it is so good. It's about a it's about sort of this new literary darling ray you know obviously it's ray but it's about ray she's this new literary darling and critic ben solo and they don't like each other yes okay (laughs) (laughs) i okay i have read it (laughs) now that you know that you explained it it's really good yeah 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 oh my god (laughs) The the sex between them two in that one is so good. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah, that's oh my god! One. I'm next time I write a smut scene, I'm gonna study that so I can try and like emulate them. Yeah, <laughs> emulate the author. It's a good one. That one, yeah, that one got me pretty good when I read it. I was like, okay, like the the the, the story itself was is very beautiful. It's very lyrical sounding. I like, know, every, and like the imagery in my head was very like, yeah. But then the way that she had him talking to her, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Stunning. Thank you. <laughs> I, oh, my God. I know. It's so good. It's really good. <laughs> hey, the other one is Take Me Out by Raylo Supremacy. Okay. It's about Hitman Ray, who is sent, who is hired to uh, take out Ben. And I don't want to spoil it, but it's so funny. It's so sweet. I just smiled the whole time. It was great. Okay. Uh, I don't know if I've read that one either. I'll have to check it out. It, it's really good. I okay. definitely recommend it. <laughs> oh, for Jilko, um, the Shining Under Red Hot Light series by Yolo Karuma. I think I'm saying that right. That is such a good series. It's basically an AU where if Silco didn't die, mm-hmm. And if the council building was wasn't destroyed, and it's sort of cleaning up the mess, and with Zon's independence, and how they build from there, and then obviously Jinx and Silco get together, and there's a whole series. And she's working on another part of the story featuring Jinx and Silco's kids, and mm-hmm. Caitlin and Vi's kids, and them all together, and it's so good. Mm. so good i'm i love that story so much okay they updated a few weeks ago yeah they updated a couple of weeks ago no was it a couple of weeks ago i can't remember they updated recently i was like i was honestly jumping up and down when i saw that okay and rapid imagination of a lady by lula landry it's a mm. region cau and it's mm-hmm. amazing is that one of the another ones that's not finished yet? Because I think I've seen it. It's and... it's finished. I think it is. I think, okay, I think it's finished. Hold on. <laughs> I'm not. D- is it? Yes, it is. Yeah. It is. Okay. It's finished. It's so good. <laughs> oh my god! It's so good. It's so good. Sick. And... Okay. Yeah, I'll have to add that one to my thing. <laughs> yeah, and I'll leave it there because the other ones are are big fix that I put on. Um, Okay. I, had a, I have a whole list of them I came prepared. <laughs> so I'll leave it there. Those are sort of smaller-ish ones. Okay. And then, yeah, if you if you want to give me the whole list, um, I'll just put it all in the um, description for the show episode. So if people want to check out the ones that we that you actually mentioned and then, like, any extras, they'll just – they'll be down there for you guys. So, oh, yeah. yeah and, I mean, that. definitely check out, you know, the smaller the smaller creators. I kind of used to yell about it a lot until I got – uh twitter got really exhausting so <laughs> but <laughs> i think it's important that we you know give the love to to everyone not just the big ones even though the big ones are great there's still small ones oh, yeah. that get looked over too so oh yeah i mean yeah. i think it's gonna happen in any yeah especially in a fandom like 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 Rayla, where there's so many fix yeah it's gonna be hard to sort through so if you see one that's bigger you know people tend to gravitate towards that because at least you kind of know that other people think it's good that's I true. Guess. I mean, it's not a moniker of quality, obviously, but right. 
People tend to just go for that, I find. That's true. Um, I normally try to have a recommendation as well when I can get one, but let me see if I... Let me pull up my history here and see. Oh, okay. Did I mention this one before? Ooh. Okay, apologies if I mentioned this one already, but... um. Lover's Carvings by the Bitch of Dathomir has been a really good one that I like to read. It's that uh, ice skating AU. Um, I love the Bitch of Dathomir. Oh my god. Yeah. He's the, such a good writer. The story for this one it's got all the things I like. Like, second chance romance. Sad things. I mean, sports. I wouldn't say like I'm a sports fic person, but i I can't lie, I will gravitate towards, especially if it's something like hockey or like um or like ice skating in this case, it's both. <laughs> so uh yeah, I've been enjoying that one. Um so I will link that. And then another one. Let's see. Um ba -ba -ba. I guess there's so many good ones. What do I do? Um okay, I'll do two more. Um the Lotus in the Sun by I think it's Near Night NYR Night with a K. That is a mob AU. And then I will do oh gosh. One that was only a, a short two chapters is Bella Ragaza Beautiful Girl by Miss Professor. And that one is a older older Ben. I want to say the vibes are, um, and I could be wrong. Did she put it in here? I want to say the the vibes are like very like, um, not House of Gucci, but the one that's not out yet. <laughs> Ferrari. Um, Ferrari. He he sounds like Ferrari, Adam Driver. So that and then a young young Ray, and it's uh, DDLG, and it's really it was really good. I really liked that one. Uh, <laughs> so I will link those below. Um, cool. And where, um, where can people find you online? Where are the best places? Um, AO3. Okay. Obviously at, you know, narcissist underscore Rose Twitter. I'm name too short. There's some underscores name underscore two spelt T O. Cause the correct grammar was already taken mm. underscore shorts. And I'm also on Tumblr as well, just in case everything Ah, yes. In case it all descends into a pit of flames, <laughs> thanks to Elon Musk. Yeah. Then I have Tumblr as well. <laughs> I have a Tumblr. Um, send me the link for your Tumblr so I can add it because I, I didn't have a spot for it on the forum since at the time when I put out the forum, Twitter wasn't the way it was. So, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you want to send me your Tumblr and I'll add that below for people. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, cool. And for me, uh you guys know i'm on twitter i don't know for how long but it you know i'm there bnb underscore pod i'm on instagram bookmarked and busy pod and those are the only two places i have a tiktok do i i don't know i might have deleted it uh tiktok's really hard if you're a podcast so i didn't even want to try um so yeah just for now twitter and instagram um feel free to follow there and then follow the lovely hosts of my podcast geeky waffle network it's geeky underscore waffles and all the cool pods that um are also on the network you guys should check out because mine is the only cool one there's some good ones that i think you guys might like especially if you're star wars fans um yeah well thank you for being on it was so great talking to you. <laughs> thank you for having me um it's really interesting to get the perspective of someone who's a lot younger than me <laughs> i don't think i've talked to anyone who is i would say i've talked to people that are older than me i think i've had someone on in their 50s and that was really cool um but not someone that was younger than me so like knowing that your star wars journey started when you were 15 yeah. i'm like huh, oh, no, uh, no this no my star wars journey started from like birth oh okay okay but, like, but, like my Ray, sequel your started, Raylo, started when okay. i was 13 so yeah your Raylo. okay <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> everyone's listening it probably feels really old right now <laughs>
<laughs> but it's really cool to see that from a different perspective than I'm than I'm used to. So um, thanks for giving your input. And um, I'd love to talk to you again. So I don't know if you're familiar, you probably are, but I always bring up the post writing the press sesh that I want to keep hosting. And essentially, that's just a live stream that I'll do um, on YouTube with people who have just wrapped up like really long fix that have taken them years to write. And uh, it's, uh, it's brought up because, you know, uh, someone suggested that usually when writers are done with fix like that, they get the sense of like sadness. And oh, I was yeah. like, come talk to me, be sad and talk to me. So like, I'd love to have you on. And um, once you're done with your, your hefty oh, yeah. boy and we can, go in depth about that fic and talk about its history and how oh, you're feeling yeah. and all that stuff. Oh, That'd no, be if really you cool. get me started on like the history, like the no, history I, part, you won't yeah. get me to shut no, up. I think that'd be really cool. So like if when you're done, you want to be a part of it, shoot me a message because I'd love to do more of those. I just haven't found a lot of people that have done like large, large fix, you know, like you. And um, the first one was Liz who did It's a Long Way to the Top. So oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I managed to catch just the end of that one. Yeah, I mean it's still up if people want to listen to it. Um, it's up on the Geeky Waffle channel. Um, but yeah, I, I'd I'd love to I'd love to have you back on to talk about that because I, there's not enough time on these episodes to go super in depth. But I think it'd be really cool to get more about the history on like a live stream because so we could talk for as much as we want. So oh, yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd love to do that. Honestly, I'm gonna need that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. After like, oh god, almost getting on two years yeah <laughs> that's a really long time to be dedicated to a story and so like i'm pretty sure myself and um other people who read the fic might want to pick your brain too so yeah that'd be really cool just reach out yeah. and i'd love to have you um but yeah, oh, yeah so <laughs> cool well thanks everyone for listening and um i will see you guys next week with oh my god i had the guest ready this time and then i lost it um <laughs> next week not next week sorry we're bi-weekly now so two weeks from now will be um the episode with verona who on twitter is v for verona i think that might also be their um ao3 name i apologize if not but um yeah cool well i will see you guys in two weeks thanks for listening and have a great day guys <laughs> bye bye